It's time for the Savor Food Podcast with Southwest Florida's favorite chef, Matt Geiger. Well, hey there, listeners. Charlie McDermott, producer of the show, here once again with Chef Matt, Matt Geiger. Matt, how you doing? I'm good. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> good, good, good. We just uh, survived daylight savings. Uh, <laughs> what did you do with one less hour over the weekend? You know, my even my weekends play out pretty much the same, you know, <laughs> especially at midnight. I'm usually trying to be asleep. So, Amen. you know, when that hour hits you, it's Amen. it's it's OK. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, another great episode lined up for today. And uh, one I can, again, relate to just based on uh, what we have mm-hmm. going on in our family. You do this stuff all the time. I mean, you, you've got a great team and Mitchie and. And uh, really guide your your clients uh, all through the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but based on the fact that you've got listeners now all, all over the country and people are hiring caterers, but they don't do it you know, every day of the week. Uh, and some, it may be years. So I thought we'd, we'd dive into, yeah, maybe guide them a little bit uh, because there's a, there's a lot to it. And it's not just about reviews, although reviews are important. Uh, right. But maybe what questions, Matt, you know, if I'm looking at hiring a, a catering company, uh, whether it's for a, a wedding or an event, anniversary, you know, whatever it is, what should I be asking uh, the caterer or the catering company before I make a decision? Yeah, no, that's a good um, that's a good subject. We can dive right into that. And it's it is always important that, you know, to kind of know what you're getting into, because a lot of people haven't, you know, catered a lot before you know and weddings are typically one and only times they might, might cater in their whole life so um it could be a daunting thing so I, I i totally understand that i know that you definitely want to you know make sure that you're comfortable with their style of catering so even before you get to the question asking part or the reaching out do your own research and vetting online i mean nowadays everything's available on google and there's so many reviews and all that stuff available to us that you know do your own kind of background research before pick a couple caterers before you get to the actual um, contact especially with reviews you're going to find out a lot about a company you know based on its reviews and if they have a lot of pictures and um you know, especially their website too, how they hold their website. You know, there's a lot of things out there, but um, once you do get to the, you know, to the asking questions and you're contacting them, you, you want to know first if they're, you know, experienced in the style event that you're having, you know, there's lots of wedding caterers out there. There's lots of, you know, private chefs out there. You know, some people steer clear of weddings altogether. You know, so before you even yeah. get started with someone, make sure they're, you know, good with the style of event that you're that you're having. You know, some I know a lot of caterers that stick to the smaller events or the house parties or, you know, birthdays, cocktail dinners, you know, that kind of thing. And they stay out of like the big galas and fundraisers and weddings and you know, the big, the big things. So definitely if I just, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say they, they sound like uh, if I could label them the stress events. You know, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. 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 And, and there's a lot, and there's a lot that go into them. You know, I, I try to tell my staff treat every event the same, whether it's 500 or five yeah. people yeah. just because we're there to, 
serve them and feed them and clean up after them and leave. That's that part never changes, but mm. you know, logistically it changes once you get into the higher numbers. So definitely see if they're even comfortable with the style of event that you're having, you know, for us, we limit ourselves to um, like, we only do full service catering. We don't, we don't really do the drop off stuff that, that often, you know, we'll do it for a couple clients that, you know, are regulars with us, but you know, there's lots of caterers out there that strictly do drop off catering and they come and they set up a buffet and then they come four or five hours later and pick it all up. Hmm. It's not our style. You know, we've just found that it just doesn't work with how we are. And maybe that changes in the future, but, um, but for now we just, you know, we don't like when we go do full service catering, I have staff there. We clean up everything. Everything goes back clean on the van, et cetera, et cetera. When I do drop offs, it's usually us picking up a bunch of dirty dishes and transporting them in the car and then having to bring them back. And it, it just becomes a lot more hassle than right what it is. And you, and at the end of the day, you, you kind of want someone there serving you, you know? So I, I, I tell people that we try to steer them into at least having a couple people on there and yeah. Why yeah. you work your own party. So definitely see if their people are, are comfortable with the style of uniform or uh, the style of events that, you know, that you're throwing. And another question that I would probably ask, which we don't get it that often because I think you can decipher it from the pictures and stuff. But I, I know if I was hiring out a company, you know, for, for certain events anyways, I'd want to know like what they wear, you know? So some caterers are, you know, tuxedo shirt, black tie, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. We're not, we, we do all black. So we're black button up, black pants, black shoes. You know, we, we like to stick out from everybody else, but sometimes the tuxedo and tie seems a little too formal, so (laughs) it doesn't work at every event. And, um, you know, you can see all of our, our pictures and stuff on the internet, but definitely, you know, if you're having a high end wedding or a nice gala and you got a lot of high end clients there and people bidding and stuff. You, you want your caterers to look sharp. You don't want them yeah. showing up in t-shirts and, and polo shirts. You well, know, you, you know I, I think that also speaks to the obvious, the professionalism, but I right. think you, you, you kind of dig down a little deeper. Uh, you, your team or other caterers uh, that, you know, are interested in quality the way you are. Correct. They're not just uh you know, putting a, a an SOS out to anyone who's willing to sit behind uh, some food and dish it out at an event tomorrow. You know? Right, uh, right. Yeah, you know, and some some of the bigger events we have some temp staff and stuff that work it because just we need extra hands doing stuff. But even still, those those agencies that I use, they know my uniform, and that's how everybody shows up, and they're yeah. expected. You know. We we talk about it all the time. Like I don't want I don't want your shirt to look like you just got out of the trunk of your car and shook it off a few times. Like that's not why we're here. You know, you have to get dressed to go to work. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. seeing seeing what uniform they wear and see if that style comes. You know, if we're working a wedding on the beach, I'll allow uh, polos and khakis. You know, yeah. we're outside, we're in the sand, we're in the elements. It's hot. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's about the only time that we are not in all blacks in black. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Black probably is not a good thing in the uh, heat of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? And that wasn't even an easy decision for me and my yeah. staff, you know, yeah. my, my lead, 
was just like, come on, man, like we're out here in all blacks. And so then I, I, before I even made the decision, I reached out to, to where I, I cater and, and just saw, Hey, would you guys mind if this is what we were? And they were like, we don't care. I'm like, okay, perfect. And then I reach out to the client and they're like, yeah, no, that's, that's great. That's a good idea. I'm like, okay. So it's not something that I just spring on you. I want to make sure that everybody's okay with. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, um, another thing that you might want to ask people are, um, especially if you're going to do a large catering or, or, you know, like for instance, we just did a 300 person gala. That's not everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> Definitely. You want to ask if they're comfortable doing large groups like that and their history of doing them, mm, you know, some, very important. not to yeah. say that someone that typically does 50 or a hundred people couldn't handle 300 but sometimes it just helps the client you know ease of mind if they know that they've done them in the past you know so we get yeah. you know, with other caterers and stuff i haven't done any this large f- since i i opened my business but you know i've catered 1500 people at the airport just ripping out food <laughs> 1500 yeah the airport wow. is, i don't know if they still do it but they one day a year like to feed their like entire staff really yeah it it was it it was logistically crazy i think that having done it the way that my previous employer did it if i got that i could do it a little bit more efficiently Uh i mean Uh essentially it was it was just like lines of people plating up to go boxes and like filling garbage bags of to go boxes you know like 20 30 to go boxes and tying them tight and they're putting them on carts and they're taking them to all the place and it was just like yeah it was crazy so you know you you want to know if your caterers up for that and if they're confident that they're gonna get it done you know that's that's the biggest thing and and i suggest for large events like that and mitchy might might hate me for saying this but i suggest you know to come in and and meet us because you can kind of tell, you know, we 90% of our, our stuff is booked without us ever meeting anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. Mitchie's calling them, Steven's calling them, eat lots of emails back and forth. And, you know, 90% of our stuff is booked that way. But if you're, if you're going to do something like that, I would suggest coming in, shaking our hand, looking us in the eye, you know, making sure that your caterer is comfortable and doing that with, if, if you're vetting other caterers, definitely you know, meet them too. You're going to know right off the bat when you meet someone that they're confident in doing something, you know, they're not going to be wishwashy and, you know, all this other stuff. So, you know, the, the biggest thing we did recently that was, I thought it was fun because I haven't done it in a long time. We did a, uh, a made to order pasta station for 150 people last weekend. Uh It was, it was fun. I haven't done it in a while, but uh, I had a new chef with me and we, we busted it out. It took us about 40 minutes. It's a little longer than I like to have the buffet last, but 40, 45 minutes for made to order pasta, I I think was pretty good. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like the the problem with doing these podcasts sourcing in the morning is, is, Halfway through the conversation with you, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, our business is food, so if you know, oh, if I'm doing man. my job right, you should be. Yeah, I you need know. a snack. Jeez. Yeah, oh. I know that um, another good question to ask 
and just because I know all caterers are different, um, is do they have minimums? Do they have a cost minimum? Do they have a group size minimum? You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, want a small party, you know, for us, we're not comparable to a restaurant. So you're not going to be able to call and get us to come over for like 300 bucks. It's just not going to work. So we do have a, a cost minimum and ours at Saver First Rose Catering is 1500 bucks. Now it used to be a thousand, but it went up just, you know, with everything. It's just, as we were growing, it's not as lucrative to do the small events and it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense from a business standpoint from the time I have, you know, Mitchie in the office doing your stuff and my chef's prepping in the kitchen. And then we go out on site and, you know, you're paying for that time on site. I understand that, but you know, if it's a thousand bucks, that, that alone gets eaten up in the prep and office time, you know? So it it just doesn't make sense for us. You know, we're, 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 we might do like a take and bake pickup. We do that quite a bit actually, where we, you know, give you, you know, pans of food, you come and get it. And then I give you basically heating instructions and you just take care Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, we, we try to take as much liability out of what we do so that we can give you the best product. So sometimes if we have to say no, we say no, just because we don't want to put ourselves in a position to give you anything but the best. And sometimes the client thinks they know better. Right. And it's, it, it puts us in a very difficult position. So, you know, definitely see if they have a cost group size minimum. I I can tell you, we don't have a group size minimum. I mean, with the cost minimum, I I can make it work. Yeah. I mean, I've done all the way down to like six people on a yacht, you know, and they meet that $1,500 threshold, but it's easier when they get, you know, alcohol or booze. And, and, and that's in that instance, we're actually out there for like eight hours. So then, you know, the labor eats up some of that. And yeah. as long as you meet some of these minimums, I can justify it. And I, again, I love doing my job, but th- we have a, a big, big thing that we're taking care of here and, you know, payrolls out there and it, it has to make yeah. money. I mean, you know, at the end of I'm the day, if you can do it at 1500 with a minimum, you know, I mean, and, uh, and as a- time goes on, I, I might even up that a little bit, yeah. but you know, truth be told i actually kind of like those small parties yeah you know yeah. we we get a lot of weddings and stuff and it's it's kind of nice to do like a small dinner party for 10 people yeah. you know or 15 people and go mm-hmm. in and give them a super nice experience and do nice plate work and you know give them you know five star experience i i like that and it breaks my monotony So that's why I'm kind of keeping it in there because, you know, those little things, they add up a little bit, but for me and my chefs, it's nice to take a break from the large events and just kind of give somebody the focus, you know, like a small cocktail party, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and, and moving on to like a pretty important question, I think everybody should ask this and generally you can do your own research to find a little bit of it, but, you know, I would always make sure that whoever you're getting for your event is licensed. You know, oh, we, you know, that's geez. a, that's a huge, Yeah. in my industry, I would say, I would say one in 10, I would say a solid 10% are not, you know, maybe more, I don't know, but I would say a solid 10% are not licensed and insured and all that stuff. 
you know, and they're just out there doing this, you know, and it, 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 not to say that some people just need that start to see if they're even capable of doing it, but do it the right way. You know, God forbid something happens and then, you know, you're responsible for it and you don't have a license yeah. or anything. It, it just, and, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And Matt, uh, let's say I have a license. Does that also mean I'm insured or should we? No. Yeah. No. Okay. So, you know, the licensing part is very easy. You can yeah. log on to SunBiz and for like a hundred bucks, get your business license for the okay. state of Florida. You know, from there you need a DBPR license, which is, it's specifically called a no seats license is what we have. Cause it's a food establishment with no seats off premise catering, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There, um, that's your, you're going to get through DBPR. We have a whole folder that has all our licensing insurance and stuff and everything yeah. digitally and physically. So that if somebody does ask for it, we yep. can send it to them or show it to them. Um, and then even on the alcohol side, you need a separate license. So uh, DBPR right. is Florida's kind of, you know, business regulation company. They're the ones that do all the health code checks and make sure that the, you know, we're making food in the right way and, you know, all mm-hmm. that. So you need the, the catering license for that. And then you need a beverage license to sell alcohol, which is separate. And you need all three of those things to be in business, you know, and that's still not insurance. And then after that, obviously you need an insurance policy. And if you have a, you know, a big event coming up, it should be no task to add the client to your additional insured policy. We get asked all the time and we do it all the time, you know? So, you know, when you're vetting your caterers, just to make sure that they're professionals and they're doing things correctly, I don't think that it's out of line to, to ask them for their licenses at all. Yeah. You know, they should yeah. be happy to give it to you. They should be happy to, um, to provide you with, you know, clarity and everything that you're hiring a professional that's doing things the right way. And that will take liability should something happen. Yeah. You know, very good. And, and that's, that's, you know, those are the main things that you should ask. Yeah. Ask your caterers. I think that, no question is is out out of bounds when you're trying to trust someone and depending on your event it it could be a pretty large investment but when you're trusting someone to take care of you know a special night it you need to ask all the questions you can you know as far as you know staffing and food and all that we can help you with all of that that's Mm -hmm. fine but um but as far as making sure you're hiring a professional, making sure you're hiring someone that you can trust, making sure you're hiring somebody that can take liability should something happen, that's going to treat you, you know, professionally and, and make sure that you're the main focus and your event's going to go smooth. Ask all the questions that you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. good, good stuff. It sounds mm-hmm. like you have clients uh, calling already. <laughs> Actually, it's my <laughs> <time>. <laughs> uh, no worries. Yeah, no that that's that's a good that's a good place to stop. Yeah, um, I love you it. Know, just make sure when you call in, you know, get all your questions out up front so that the rest of the process can be smooth and there's no surprises in the end. Love it, love it. Well, I know this is going to be really helpful, Matt, and uh, we'll get you back to taking care of Southwest Florida. <laughs> 
catering needs. I'm going to go look for a snack hack. It might be a full-blown meal at this point. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. All right. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you for listening to the Savor Food Podcast. To learn more about Savor First Choice Catering, go to SaverFirstChoiceCatering.com. That's Savor, S-A-V-O-U-R, First, F-I-R-S-T, Choice, C-H-O-I-C-E, Catering, C-A-T-E-R-I-N-G.com, or call 239-351-5547.